Don't let the anticipation of Monday distract you from what could happen tomorrow with a top 100 player in Jaden Nickens. I we've, know. We've barely talked about it. I know we're all excited and anticipating Monday. It'll be a big day. It'll be one of those decisions that we probably talk about for several years, but there's an in-state kid who's a top 90 overall player, and all signs point towards Jaden Nickens picking Oklahoma tomorrow. You're right, man. We haven't been talking enough about Jaden Nickens. Um, feels like there's a really good chance OU lands a top 90 player at the wide receiver position tomorrow. There's a great chance OU lands a top 90 position player at wide receiver tomorrow. And not only that, but one of the guy, one of the cornerstone athletes in what we've long talked about is potentially one of the greatest classes the state of Oklahoma has ever seen in the 2025 cycle. So the more of those guys that you can lock down, the better off you're going to be, especially as it pertains to in-state relationships, right? And being able to uh, just essentially reestablish Oklahoma. And I don't know that it needs reestablishing in a seismic sense, but just reemphasize that the best in Oklahoma play at Oklahoma. Because especially in the latter days of the mule shoe era, Tyler, it didn't feel like Oklahoma had as strong a stranglehold no, on in-state really players didn't. as they had in years past. Well, Brent Venables made no bones about the fact that when he got to town, that was going to change. Yeah. And, and it, it has. And it fe- yeah, it really feels like it has changed. I mean, I think of guys like Dax Hill um, going out of state to Michigan. Was Josh Proctor the, the kid that went to Ohio State from the 918 as well? That's right. So it feels like they're doing a better job in-state. And they can really... They can really prove that in 2025. If there's four top 100 players, there's a good chance that there will be, and they get all four of those players and beyond. There has a chance to be six Oklahoma scholarship play, state of Oklahoma scholarship players in 2025, right? I mean, you already have three committed. Well, I, I counted Nickens before it happens tomorrow. You get Nickens tomorrow. You get the uh, why, why am I blanking on the Shakota kid's name? Elijah Thomas. Elijah Thomas. You got your quarterback commit as well. I think five six is probably a realistic. You, all, all the uh, all, all the scuttlebutt is that you're about to flip Nate Roberts, who's in the twenty five class as well. Let's There's just, four. Let's tally things up here. Sperry already on board. Elijah Thomas already on board. We assume tomorrow Jaden Nickens is on board. That's three. Marcus James, I believe, will be on board before long. That's four. Yep. I feel the same about Nate Roberts. That's five. Oklahoma's in very good standing with Trinae Washington and Tristan Haynes, also at Carl Albert. So you're already up to seven right there. Seven. And we didn't even talk about C.J. Nixon, did no. we? Nor Alex Shield Knight, another very <laughs> so strong candidate. Give me, like, like, give me like eight, You could nine. have double-digit commits. You could realistically, yeah. there is a world in which you have double digit commits from the state of Oklahoma in the 2025 And those class. aren't like mid like those aren't um eh, he's a state of Oklahoma kid I guess I all the names we just mentioned about half of those are top 100 players and two of those other ones have a chance to be a top 100 player I mean it's 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 a really good class it's a it's a really Really, really good year in the state for sure. But no, I I like Jaden Nickens a lot, man. 63190 I think that tells a lot of the story as to what you could be getting tomorrow uh, as a wide receiver. Arkansas offer, Missouri offer, Oklahoma State offer, A&M offer. When I see a player from Millwood deciding with an OU and OSU offer, 
I'm just trained to believe that it's going to be just that, an OU-OSU battle. But who is realistically the number two team in this recruitment? Because I haven't really heard much outside of, of OU for this one. The number two team for Jaden Nickens, I, I, I guess you would say Oklahoma State. Or, I, That's why I, I asked because you're a, not really hearing about anyone else uh, just other than OU. There really isn't a number two, man. There really isn't. It's Oklahoma and it's everybody else. And I fully expect it to be Oklahoma for Jaden Nickens. And if you do get Jaden Nickens tomorrow, man, Emmett Jones, throw that dude a parade. Legit, well, throw him a parade. That would be eight commits in seven months. Yeah. It, and that's not, not including transfers. That's not accounting portal players, correct. And he hasn't even coached it down yet at OU. A- eight commits already. It's insane, man. Five in the 24 class, three in the 25 class if it happens tomorrow. So, Jaden Nickens will be watching out for that one. Is there a time attached to that announcement date yet? I'm guessing that's an edit drop for him, but is there is there a time? I have not seen – wait, 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 no. He put something – I think it was like 3 p.m., 3, 3 in the p.m.? afternoon. Okay. Yeah, sometime in the afternoon, as I recall. He hasn't – I don't think he's posted about it since his very first post about the upcoming commitment at the beginning of the month, but I believe it's sometime in the afternoon. Uh, okay, JP Sooner says double-digit Okies and then all the PWOs. That's true. They're going to have about four or five players from the state as well that maybe they don't feel like they want or need to give an offer to, but it, that's going to happen in every single class. There's going to be three, four, maybe even five players that they get in on a PWO. Yeah, straight up. So there will be double digits, double digit in state players for twenty five. I, I feel pretty confident about that. Gunny wants to know how does whipping Maine affect recruiting? Does does uh, having Maine on the schedule and beating them in November of twenty four does that help you get into the uh, Augusta Portland area a little bit more? <laughs> Has there ever been a Maine sooner? Please, someone older than me, let me know. Has there ever? In OU Ooh. football history, been a main sooner. I don't know this for sure. I'm going to guess no. I'm going to guess there's never been a main sooner. But, I mean, there's not a ton of football players from Maine to begin with. So I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to put myself out there and say that there's never been a sooner from the state of Maine. I'm sure someone will research that uh, d- during the break. Doug Miles, where are you at? That does that does seem Mike like Brooks. A, that does seem like a Doug or a Mike Brooks, Chris Lambacus question. Somebody from the eight one seven said, "Emmett Jones, come on, man, he doesn't even have a single twenty twenty six commitment." Well, he's got all off season to, to figure that one out. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. That's funny. I like that, but I don't know if he's going to be the camp counselor at the dime time retreat next off season. But dude, Emmett Jones is going to have enough time to get another part time job next off season if he if he wants to, you know gonna have all the time in the world 918 rod says guys when do the coaches find out if they win the five-star battle do you think Nwaneri has already contacted them or do they find out on the 14th with the rest that's of a us? good question i like that rod i i'm going to operate under the assumption that if Nwaneri and his camp are handling this thing the right way i.e not like zadavian sims mm. then mm. they're going to inform the coaches of their decision prior to the announcement now that could be a couple days prior to the announcement, that could be a couple hours. Heck, it could be a couple minutes prior to the announcement. But uh, I I know that neither the OU staff nor the Missouri staff have been informed definitively 
of where Williams Nwaneri is going as we sit here. Do today. you think he's made his decision? Do you, do you think three days from the announcement that he knows? Maybe he hasn't told anyone, but do you think he knows who he's going to choose on Monday? It's a tricky question. It's a real tri- tricky question. I'm trying to think, how can I, how can I adequately answer this? Yes or I, no? I would say <laughs> Williams Nwaneri knows where he wants to be. Right now, it's about getting the whole family on the same page. Well, and okay, I'm glad you said that because Brandon hinted last hour that, well, there's rumors out there that maybe mom wants him to go to Missouri, dad wants him to go to OU. And we've seen this before, right? I think immediately to the Peyton Bowen situation, some of those rumors that we heard as well. So do you think that the potential obstacle is talking mom into a OU decision on Monday? Because reading in between the lines, I, I, I feel like that's kind of what's being hinted here. I Look, I don't know if it's necessarily talking one parent into the decision over the other option. I think it's just more about letting everybody come to the agreement that this is going to be Will's call. Because, end of the day, it, it has to be the kid's call. Seriously. Like, if, if you were going to dictate the path that affects not only the next four years of your life but potentially the next 40, then the kid has to be the one to make the call. And that's not to say he won't have guidance. He obviously has a very capable circle of folks around him. But this has got to be Will's decision in the end is my thought. And if it is Will's decision in the end, I believe Oklahoma is where he wants to be. Doug Miles says, Jaden Nickens was the best player I saw at the state basketball tournament in March. Could be a nice addition for Porter Moser, too. Yeah, if uh, that 2025 state of Oklahoma class can ball as well, C.J. Nixon and uh, Jaden Nickens, just those two alone, That's, uh, that's you, you, you take those two. Yeah. Now, I am curious to see whether or not Oklahoma tries to go the two-sport direction with a guy like Jaden Nixon because he is capable of playing high-level basketball, very capable. He had Power 5 offers as an eighth grader, Tyler. So this has long been somebody that has had the athletic potential to be a star on the hardwood as well as on the gridiron. He only started playing football last year. That's very similar to uh, P.J. Adebare, right? He didn't play – he hadn't been playing football very long. Turns but, into a five star by yeah, the time it's all said. Hadn't and done. been playing football very long and hadn't been playing defense. Hoop dream. Very he, long he, had, he had hoop dreams to start <laughs> off. Yep. And, and with that body type, I don't know how good he is right now in basketball, but he would, he would be someone that no matter what sport he tried, I bet he would figure it out <laughs> sooner or later with the body type that he has. Uh, 918, is there a ceremony to exercise five star demons to OU this weekend? Do we need to do some sort of a ritual? Do we all need to meet somewhere Saturday night and perform a ritual to exercise these demons? If so, I'm down. You guys just let me know where we're meeting. If we need to do something this weekend to make everyone feel better going into Monday, then uh, I'll, I'll meet everyone. Just tell me the place and what we're doing, who we're sacrificing. Sacrificing Eli Drinkwitz on Saturday night around here, potentially. Good thing you'll be in the state of Iowa this upcoming weekend. Some crazy things sound like they may be happening around here, Parker. Yeah, I'll be up in the cornfields, far removed from all of that. Don't I don't really feel like I want to participate in something like that. 
well, we'll, no, we'll handle no all the dirt. We'll handle all the dirty work. Okay. Don't worry yeah, about it. Yeah, you guys take care of the dirty work. I'll get the juice. Uh, check the spreadsheet back to 1935. Says a texture in the 580. No main records get hard to find after that. You really have a spreadsheet of the roster going back to 1935. That is amazing. High school football is Hats not exactly off. a fabled institution in the state of Maine. So I, I, I would love to know not like not only how many kids from Maine end up playing FBS college football every year, but how many kids from Maine have ended up playing FBS college football on scholarship this century? Because I would bet the answer is not that many. Maine is a pretty awesome state, though. I'm uh, sure it is. You uh, you know Maine for their lobsters. Also a big uh, blueberry state as well. Ooh, I like me some big, blueberries. Uh, big fan of Maine. Yeah. Vac- I've never been up there. Welcome it's to a- Vacation Land. You drive over this bridge uh, to get into Maine. It says, Welcome to Vacation Land. It's, it's, yeah, it's, it's pretty awesome. You can instantly <sighs> relax once you get into Maine. Big fan of it. 405-651-3439 is the Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll get into williams Winery coming up next segment. Three days away until decision day for the number one defensive player in 2024. We'll get you the latest right here on The Ref. Locked in with McComas and Thune live on The Ref. We are the home of Sooner fans. Don't forget to download our free app in the App Store. It's the official app of KREF. K-R-E-F, search it in the App Store. You can listen to The Ref wherever you're at on the go, including Columbia, Missouri, Hayes, Kansas, Anchorage, Alaska, Edmonton, Alberta, Canada, Fargo, North Dakota, Salt Lake City, Belton, Texas, Lake Worth, Florida, and even in the comfortable confines of the state of Oklahoma in small towns such as Hobart, Oklahoma. I think that meets the threshold, Hobart. I would think so. I would think so as well. If I don't not, even really feel the need to fact check that one. We're just going to go with it. Yeah, let's just uh, let's just roll with that one, please. So, okay. Uh, Ref Army Locator brought to you by K and N Furniture Consignment with locations in OKC and in Norman on Main Street. Much more than furniture consignment, K and N is a full design center and will beat any local competitor's price on fabrics. From Clint Cross, uh, Clint Cosgrove at Rivals underscore Clint, he says, "Going to address it here. Did Oklahoma make a move? Yes." Has Georgia made a move? Yes. Is Missouri out of it? Absolutely not. And anyone who tells you definitively otherwise, shrug emoji. This isn't over, but sticking with my future cast. Who, did he put in Missouri for his future cast? Yeah, his, his future cast favors Missouri. Why, like, why Georgia? Why are we still propping up Georgia? I don't, I don't know. And I, look, like, I feel like we're, we're propping up Georgia, at least including them. Just because of what they've accomplished over the past couple of years. You know what I mean? Like, well, I wouldn't put it at 0% that a program like Georgia somehow mysteriously wins out in the end. But that's like the only re- – it really feels like this is OU Missouri. That's it's OU Missouri. That's that's what it is. And I just I, – I, and I get why Georgia's hanging around now that I think about it. Because it's like, okay, they're the two-time defending national champions. You kind of feel like with a school like that – I, and I'm sure they kind of feel internally like they can just get anybody they set their mind to recruit. Like if it was Michigan, who's a really good program, played in the last two college football playoffs, they're probably not mentioned like Georgia is, like still just hanging around there. But, okay. Include Georgia if you'd like. I am not so validating Georgia as a final contender in this race. I expect it to be Oklahoma or Missouri. My belief is that it will be Oklahoma. But, yet. 
it is between the Sooners and the Tigers straight up right now. No, Georgia. I, I'm going to disagree with Clint on that one. Georgia has not made a move. It's going to be OU or Mizzou, the in-state program, or the program that Nguyenary has given every indication is the one that he himself favors relationally in Oklahoma. So it feels like the big recruiting pitch from Missouri has been, hey, here's a bag, one. Two, I'm sure they've also pitched the ability to be close to home, right? Um, and that seems like that's maybe a strong pitch with some of the uh, Winery family members. You can be closest to home. You can make a lot of money. You can play for the hometown team, Missouri. What's been the big pitch from OU with the recruitment of Williams Winery? Biggest one, two recruiting pitches that they've had for him. What would you say? Oh, I would say obviously development and playing at a program that wins championships. When you look at the history, A, for Brent Venables as a coach, but B, for Oklahoma as a program, they have a long and distinguished history of producing defensive talent uh, that goes on to have successful careers in the NFL and producing, and perhaps not as recently, but historically, especially when you rewind to Venables' last tenure at Oklahoma, they play championship-level defense, and they have individual performers on that defense that are championship-level defenders. And I would imagine that is part of it. Just, hey, look at the discrepancy in prestige between us and Missouri. I would imagine that's what OU staff is pitching. But also, when you are mindful of the fact that OU just brought in P.J. Atabari, that they have R. Mason Thomas on the roster, that Jaden Jackson is committed, that David Stone is expected to commit to OU. I'm sure, and I brought this up earlier in the week, I'm sure that one of the things looming large in the process as we wind down to the home stretch here is that Oklahoma's going to tell Nguyenary, look, man, you can go play at Missouri, and you can be their meal ticket on the defensive line, and you can deal with double and triple teams every single Saturday because they know that all they got to do is neutralize you and there's nobody else that's a serious threat. Or you can come to Oklahoma, and they won't be able to double-team you. Sure. Because you're going to have P.J. Atabari racing you to the quarterback on every single snap. You're going to have David Stone and Jaden Jackson wreaking havoc on the interior. And so you're going to get much more of an opportunity to eat here than you would at Missouri. Corey says, I have literally seen nobody say Missouri is out of it. And that's what I was thinking as well, Coy. Is Clint was saying, well, if you've heard otherwise that – Missouri's out of this thing, then you're mistaken. Well, I haven't seen. I, I, th- there are three teams that were listed there, and the only team that I think anyone's saying that could be out of it is Georgia, not OU or Missouri. Exactly. And, like, I will say this. A lot of Missouri fans on social media I appreciate, despite their trolling because they have a sense of humor. Some of them are just dumb. Well, yeah. Some Does of them are just you? stupid. Because I, some of them screenshotted a report that I put on OU Insight, which is a violation of – the terms of use on Rivals.com and every pay site, by the way. But that aside, they take this screenshot where I said, and this was two days ago, I believe this would have been Wednesday afternoon, where I said, in essence, Oklahoma's made a surge, and then I added, any momentum Missouri has is dead in the water for the moment. Oklahoma's in control. And so they take this screenshot and they say, well, here's Thune saying Missouri's dead in the water. No, I didn't say Missouri's dead in the water. At no point have I ever said that. I said their momentum had died out. Just because their momentum had died out does not mean that they are out of the picture. 
But just for a split second, did you see uh, in the middle of all that reaction there? Did you at least see just for a split second why I can't stand those individuals? No, I see it. Yeah, you see, I see it? it. Have you maybe developed a little bit more dislike for them? That's a very could be a very uh, big time develop uh, development for this show and for you personally. If you've developed more of a hate for Missouri, I'm, I'm just I'm just hoping here that that's been the case. At least they aren't doing what Notre Dame fans did last summer. Mm-hmm. Like we need to pray for Peyton Bowen and his family based on all the evil. Yes. Infiltrations uh, of these OU reporters into the process. I love it. Clinton Tulsa, he can win some games occasionally at Mizzou, or he can win a lot of games at Missouri. Guy that promised us a case of Olipop if Caden Durham doesn't sign with LSU and several well, others are one. Yeah, well, we got to come up with the new bet. Um, w- w- several others wanting to know are you still at 80% today? Yeah, I'm still 80 OU, 20 Mizzou. 708 from the state of Illinois. Clint better be careful. Going to find himself in Tom Loy territory soon. And that's Oof, what we were just kind of talking yeah, about That's not there. a company you want to be keeping in these types of recruitments. Because uh, and f- Tom is a good reporter, but for better or worse, what a lot of people remember him for is how he, to the bitter end in the Peyton Bowen recruitment, maintained that Notre Dame was going to hang on to him when nobody else, nobody else across the industry concurred with that assessment i don't think this is and i hope i don't think and i hope this this isn't going to get as crazy as the peyton bowen recruitment but this is one of those monday's going to be one of those days that we talk about for several years good or bad right it's going to be one of those days where if it's in a good situation yeah remember the williams win every day that was pretty awesome wasn't it or we're going to develop even more ptsd if he picks missouri on monday Monday's a, Monday's a big day. The next two weeks, really, are big for recruiting. We feel confident about Jaden Nickens tomorrow. I'm sure everyone should feel confident about Jaden Nickens. But you got Winery coming up this month and Stone coming up this month. I don't know if we need to start getting a little bit more serious around here or not. But the next, what, 16 days or so? Um, I don't think it's going to totally depend on the success or failure of this class. But the next 16 days are going to play a big role in that. Sugar Shannon Newcastle says, I'd rather snort the sediment at the bottom of a hot Cheeto bag than try to reason with Missouri fans. <laughs> it's a losing effort. Wait, we got really. a text from Clinton Tulsa. Is that Clint Cosgrove? Maybe. I hope so. Well, it's a Colorado number, but he's saying that he's in Tulsa right now? Mm. I sense some mm. misdirection. Some subterfuge. You said Missouri last, not Oklahoma, yo. What is that in reference to? Oh, because you said, uh, you read, I can't remember whose text it was. But you said he can go win a few games. Oh, it was his. He can win some games occasionally at Mizzou, or he can win a lot of games at OU. Did I? Did I? Yeah, you said Missouri instead of OU. Oh, sorry about that, Clint. My bad. Yeah, he uh, he can only win games occasionally at Missouri. You know why I know that? Because that's really all they've ever been able to do is win occasionally. That's really about it for the uh, history of their program. And guess what? I don't look at Missouri as a program on the rise here in the SEC. I don't see, even with uh, when Ari and Ryan Wingo, and I think both of those two players are really good, but you need more than that to really make a move in the SEC. I don't see Missouri being anything more than what they've been over the course of the past eight years in the SEC. Eli Drinkwitz will get fired soon. They'll hire someone else, and the cycle will continue uh, as is. Because you want to know the harsh truth, Tyler? Missouri is not an SEC brand. Missouri is much better suited for the Big 12 than the SEC. Yeah. 
405-651-3439 is the Kadiplemeyer Chevrolet text line. We'll get into more Cruton. Five-star David Stone announcing at the end of this month. What's the scuttlebutt here recently? We'll tell you next right here on The Ref. Dorsey Jones Buick GMC is bringing you this hour of Locked In with McComas and Thune live on The Ref. Dorsey Jones is family-owned and operated, established in 2020, but many of their employees have been there for more than 20 years. Dorsey Jones' low-pressure environment creates an enjoyable experience for everyone, and their sales staff is knowledgeable and eager to assist you before and after the buying process. Dorsey Jones, they have all that and incredible pricing as well. Dorsey Jones Buick GMC in El Reno. You guys had Brandon Drum on last hour. He's at uh, IMG Academy right now. And yeah, he continues to feel very confident about OU's chances with David Stone. He even mentioned that David Stone has tried to commit on three different occasions to OU. That's yeah, that's a thing. Yeah. It's been a while. But yeah, that was a thing. The, the interesting thing for me with David Stone and it's gone totally quiet since he announced it, I think three weeks ago. Remember when he announced potential visits that he was going to have during the season? Yeah, and then I, I think the Al- next day. Alabama and A&M, I think, were, were the two that he mentioned there. And there's no talk of that whatsoever. And it was interesting at the time because we said, well, we know what OU's visit policy is. If you're committed, you ain't going to visit anywhere else. So should I believe that David Stone's not going to visit anywhere during the season? Because you just mentioned that a few weeks ago. His decision date is before the visits actually take place. So what am I to make of that whole situation? Well, what you are to make of that is, I, from where I stand, I do not expect David Stone to take those visits because I expect that before he has the opportunity to take those visits, he is committed to an institution that has a policy against said visits. Like OU, huh? Such as the University okay, of yeah. Oklahoma. Yeah, just that, that whole that whole thing a few weeks ago. Eh, that didn't really add up, but I would tend to agree with you. It feels one, like that's vis- those visits aren't going to take place. Yeah, one last curveball from David Stone before he went quiet. And, oh, oh, and then it was, yeah, because the day before, I mean, Nick Saban's the GOAT. I got to give him at least a chance, right? Says something to that. And then the next day, the top five comes out, and Alabama's not even in the top five. That's the last bit of craziness that I think we've had with him. Otherwise, it's been very, very quiet on the David Stone recruiting front, which might make you nervous, but it's not a bad thing. It's not a bad thing at all. It's a a great thing for me because then I don't get asked about David Stone six times a day. Whereas when he's tweeting or posting on Instagram, no matter what he's tweeting or posting on Instagram, people are asking about it. You know what you do get asked six times a day? Hey, uh, what's what's OU going to be ranked? What's their class ranking going to be? Yep. Hey, they're going to be in the top ten? They, they, they're going to be in the top five? And if things go well, if they get Winery and they get Stone, they get players like Okoye, then they're going to have a chance to get in the top five. My question, though, is like top five spots are filling up in this recruiting class, man. Like, Who are we looking at? right now if anyone as teams in the 2024 class that we think yeah they're going to be really tough to jump even if you do get multiple five stars like Georgia at number one it doesn't feel like anyone's going to surpass the dogs they've got 26 commits right now three or five stars 17 or four stars I'm sure they're going to get other players here but I would look at I would look at Georgia as a program that no matter how well OU does from here on out it's going to be tough to jump Tough to jump. Yeah, PGA. you're not you're not gonna have the number one class in twenty twenty four. You're not because I mean, 
Look no further than the fact that Georgia just lost two national top 10 safety commits in the span of two weeks, and they still have easily the best class of anyone in the nation, and it's really not close. Ohio State, the number two class, they've got 19 commits with four five stars. That's going to be another one that's going to be tough to jump. Um, Florida is at number three, 21 commits with two five stars. But you brought it up yesterday, and I do agree. There is a chance to where that class could blow up if Florida doesn't have a really good year. So that's the first team inside the top five that I look at and say, yeah, all goes right. I definitely think, oh, you could jump this team. I, I think they could jump Florida. Yeah, and with Florida, I think the concern is they're not a bag school like Texas A&M or Miami, but they do recruit quite often and quite effectively with money. Now, you're paying kids to come to the University of Florida – and if that's kind of the crux of your recruiting pitch to them, well, what happens when you start losing games? And then you have other programs that are on the same level as Florida that have an opening and come calling in September, October, and are offering similar money. And so that's the risk you run whenever the primary reason that some of your kids are committed to your institution is because of the money. If they come for the money, they'll leave for the money. Yeah. Bama's at number four, 17 commits, two five-stars. We know that they're going to do even more damage as the uh, recruiting class goes on. And then Florida State at five, 21 commits and three five-stars. So spots are filling up in the top five, Parker, but I don't think all five spots are filled just yet. Georgia and Ohio State, yeah, they're going to be in the top five. Alabama, most likely going to be in the top five. So there may be, what, two spots left to to get there as a top-five class. And Texas has some momentum. Um, Oklahoma certainly has some momentum right now. I don't know if those are necessarily the two favorites, but I view OU and Texas as two teams that could really make a run of the top eight and maybe even the top five. You, you looking at anyone else that's a for-sure top-five class other than Georgia, Ohio State, or Alabama? Or you think it's pretty wide open after that? It, it is pretty wide open, and it depends on some uh, on the way that some of these big battles swing. Oklahoma's going to have a case. LSU's going to have a case. Texas will have a case. Uh, they're not going to be top five, probably won't even be top ten, but a program that has sneakily started to recruit really, really well and leveraged their new status as a Power 5 school to do so is UCF. Yeah. UCF is making some waves on the recruiting trail. Uh, Eddie Pierre-Louis, he hasn't committed just yet, correct? Not. But at UCF leading on that one? Mm-hmm. Uh-oh, I don't know. things have changed? I don't know. OU's still in that thing, Tyler. I don't think OU leads outright, and I know he plans on taking some more official visits in season, but OU is right there with UCF and Oregon for Eddie Pierre-Louis. Ray T. and Shawnee on the Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line. If we get all of the defensive line prospects, how many of them are year one starters? I, I, I don't know that. Okay, if one is a year one starter, it'll be David Stone. This year is going to tell a lot in, in terms of that. David Stone would have the best opportunity. Now, David Stone and Williams and Winery will both be good enough to be year one starters. Whether or not both start in year one is a different conversation entirely because I am anticipating that Oklahoma is going to be pretty strong at defensive end by the time Winery gets to campus. And so. I figure he'll be part of the rotation right off the bat. I would not pencil him in as a starter. Teddy and I were running down the list yesterday of true freshmen. We expect to not just play, but maybe have a big role in this team. I, I don't know if it's going to shock anyone, but there's there's going to be a lot of true freshmen that play a major role in this football team. Josiah Wagner, um, Peyton Bowen, 
Teddy's all about Caleb Hicks at running back. Thinks he he's going to make a um, you, you, you know get some snaps. Uh, Petaway, of course, that's four. PJ Adabare is going to play a role. That's five. And uh, Lewis Carter could could play this year. That's six. So I think at least five, six, maybe even more true freshmen could play a pretty big role on this football team this year. I don't know if people think that's a good thing or a bad thing, but this is the highest ranked class they've had in several years. But there's there's going to be there's going to be a lot of those names. And that I are think on the field. Much, much like last year, I don't know if it's a great sign if you have ten, fifteen true freshmen playing on a regular basis, but for the sake of feeling good about the direction of your program and your recruiting efforts, you'd like to see at least a few of those guys break through and make an immediate impact. And I think there are several guys on this roster that will do so. PJ and Peyton, Omasigo, Lewis Carter, definitely on the short list for me. Uh, Cade McIntyre is going to have a chance. So yeah, I don't, if your entire freshman class is playing meaningful snaps every single game, I don't know if you feel great about that, but especially if you have some of your higher-ranked guys working their way into rotational action. I think that's something to feel all right about. 580, David Stone isn't committed until you go to bed and he isn't in the portal. (laughs) Uh, 817, Parker, you get asked about David Stone six times a day by the host on on the ref. We haven't mentioned David Stone as much in the past couple of weeks, but yes, we have given... uh, Plenty of content around David Stone, and we'll continue to do so in the uh, in the month of August. Jim in Arlington says Oklahoma is number sixteen on the Horn Top Twenty Countdown. The Horn is a radio station in Austin. Yep, I was on there today to talk oh, about really? OU at sixteen, and I hit him where it hurt, buddy. I hit him where it hurt because the co-host uh, on that show is Rod Babers, who played in the two thousand two OU Texas game. So I rolled in hot and reminded them of the play where Will Peoples fumbles at the two-yard line, and Quentin Griffin is standing in the perfect spot, picks up the loose fumble, runs it in for the touchdown. OU takes the lead in the fourth quarter. I hit him where it hurt, and judging by their reactions, Parker, it hurt him. I got to him. I gave Texas fan a really bad morning today bringing up Quentin Griffin. Apparently, that is the one former OU player that you mentioned, and Texas fans are, oh, God, I just hate that guy. God, I just hated Quentin Griffin. We couldn't stop him. Scored six touchdowns in 2000, two total touchdowns in 2002. I feel like outside Baker Mayfield, if you were to ask Texas fans which former Sooner they hate the most, most would say Quentin Griffin. Really? And that, that just puts me in an amazing I guess mood. especially in light of the six-touchdown game in 2000, that makes sense. But like that, w- that isn't what would immediately spring to mind for me. Quentin Griffin, uh, nine total touchdowns against Texas. From 2000 to 2002, Texas is a team, just seven total touchdowns. So, Quentin Griffin scored more than the University of Texas in the three OU Texas games that he played in. Pretty amazing. 405-651-3439, Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line. More Cruton next, right here on The Ref. Final segment, Locked In with McComas and Thune, live on The Ref. 3 p.m., I'm headed straight to the rush. 3 p.m., Parker's headed straight to Iowa. Dang right, baby. Do you have some uh, work boots in the back of the car, just in case you get put to work out there at the Bricks family no, farm? No, I'm sure the Bricks family has a spare pair of boots for me if they do <laughs> I have no help. doubt about that one. I have no doubt. I don't know if my feet will be big enough, but... Hmm. Well, you might get put to work this weekend up there at the state of Iowa. You feel like you're going to have uh, 
a really good idea one way or the other on where Grant Bricks is uh, going to pick after this weekend? Is he that kind of uh, kid revealing information? Man, I, on the one hand, I feel like we're getting close enough that, yes, I'll have a good sense. But on the other hand, Bricks has never really been sure of himself as far as this decision, so I'm not sure what to expect. He wants to make this decision within the next two weeks before his senior season starts. So if the timeline holds, we're getting really close with the top offensive target left on Oklahoma's board. By and, the way, oh yeah, go ahead, finish that. And I was just going to say, if if a decision does get made soon, I'm inclined to think that works in Oklahoma's favor. I know Oklahoma, for their part, feels good about it. I, I'm i eager to get up there and gauge where Bricks truly stands right now in the process. By the way, I, uh, I, I bring up sometimes the Bishop Gorman offensive line that has two four-stars for 25 and a five-star for 25. They have three offensive linemen at Gorman that in the 25 class are four-star or higher. The five-star is Douglas Utu, I believe is how you say it. Number yep. eight overall player in the country. The number eight overall player in the country, according to rivals. I, I just read uh, something today where OUUSC and many others are heavily involved in his recruitment, but things still feel very wide open for the five-star standout right now. So seems like OU's at least in the discussion there early on for the number eight overall player. I think he's the number two tackle in the 25 class. Gorman Ties going to help you out, I'm sure. Quite DeMarco Murray, man, he owns that town. And anybody in Vegas knows who DeMarco Murray is, and they know about the University of Oklahoma, and they're at least going to give the University of Oklahoma the time of day. We haven't talked in a minute about Christian Thatcher, the four-star linebacker Correct. from Arborview High School out there. I, I expect him to be committed to Oklahoma here before long. Uh, there was a new Andy Bass prediction in from Colin. I uh, still feel pretty good about that one coming up later this month. I do. Yeah, I do. Everything points to OU there right now. Joe in Tulsa on the Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line. Guys, do you see Helms or Jason Llewellyn starting next year or contributing this year? Well, I really hope one of those two is able to contribute this year. Start you, next year? And you'd really hope that one of them is able to start next year. Yeah, I mean, I like Devon Mitchell too, but... He's reclassified a year early. Uh, I just don't know if that's the ideal situation, that he would come in and he, he should be a senior in high school and he's starting in the SEC. I think based on an athletic upside, the ideal situation is Helms is fully recovered from his knee injury and is your starting tight end in 2024. But there will be competition there because Jason Llewellyn's going to make a push. I have no doubt that Cade McIntyre's going to make a push. And there's no two ways about it when Devon Mitchell gets to campus – He's going to push to start, too. Dave from Mizzou says, last three months of the year will be a little boring regarding recruiting. <laughs> it feels like everyone is uh, going to be off the board. Not everyone, but there's the, the majority of who we talk about by mid-September, all those guys will have a decision in. By, by mid-September, I'll bet you there are three guys left on the board. Three guys. Michael Boganowski, Danny Okoye, Eddie Pierre-Louis. I would imagine that is it. Dave will still find uh, recruiting talk, uh, content to talk about. We'll maybe even talk a little football during the football season, but we'll still have some recruiting uh, to talk about. Uh, okay, Justin from Piedmont says, I haven't listened to the radio much this week. What is the news with Dalen Smothers? The news with Dalen Smothers is he's away from the team right now. Personal matter, expected to return. He's not transferring as some bozos on Twitter have floated. 
Right now, the expectation within the Switzer Center is that he's going to be back with the team shortly, but he's just away dealing with a personal matter right now. Uh, I really enjoy listening to Locked Up with Tyler and Peter Thorne. Thanks, guys. Well, thank you very much. First text ever from the 918. Uh, more predictions rolling in. More momentum for the Nate Roberts flip. Wow, what, what a flip. That's And, and not just, Parker, that it looks like OU's going to flip Nate Roberts, but how quickly... This kind of evolved in how quickly that they might flip Nate Roberts after his commitment to Notre Dame, what, less than two months ago? Well, when you screw up as badly as Notre Dame screwed up, it, it kind of does make sense, though. Man, tight end recruiting um, looking quite nice right now, right? Looking real nice. Devon Nate Roberts. Mitchell, Devon, uh, Devon Mitch, or Nate Roberts, Devon Mitchell. I always forget the kid from, uh, from Derby's name. Desan Brame. Yes. I I believe Desan Brame and Nate Roberts are going to be the two tight ends in Oklahoma's 2025 class as things stand right now, and that is a ridiculous haul because both those guys are top six nationally at the position. Gunny says uh, he has an extra pair of size 12 work boots for you. If Ooh, you wanna, phenomenal. If you want to swing by Porter on your way up there to Iowa and uh, grab him. Las Vegas Sooner, gentlemen, my two cents for Gorman. Yes, we love our OU alumni from there, but some of their players are way overhyped. Keep that in mind. Good to hear about the backer from Arborview. Booma! Appreciate that, Las Vegas Sooner. Uh, 405, one more. Peter, please give us the tea. What happened with Notre Dame and Nate Roberts? Well, we have 20 seconds left in this show. I can't really detail all of it in 20 seconds. But uh, suffice it to say, it did not take too long for the, for Notre Dame to go from the school that Nate Roberts was committed to to the school that Nate Roberts is never going to sign with. All right. Drive safe to Iowa. Drive safe to Missouri. Fingers crossed for good news on Monday. The Rush is coming up next. Keep it locked in the ref.